and welcome to Another Bite, where we rewatch the most innovative and intriguing pitches from Shark Tank. I'm Jory, and I'm joined by Ariel. How's it going, guys? And John. Hi. People always say to get your head out of the clouds. Well, with today's product, you can have an even more immersive cloud experience with this new VR product. That's right. We're taking it to the metaverse. Well, sort of. Is the metaverse even still a thing? (laughs) Was that too soon? Anywho, we'll discuss this after a brief sponsored ad. So today in the tank, we have Omni. And Omni is brought to us by founder Jan. And Jan is asking for a whopping $2 million for 10% in the business. (laughs) Folks, this is a $20 million valuation. Gads. Got a big boy. So Omni, it's a treadmill, but it's not just any treadmill. Omni is the first VR platform that allows you to walk in omnidirectional motion. It is a mat with a low friction surface that you can walk on with these special VR shoes. And essentially, when you strap into your VR game, It lets you walk without like worrying about running into your couch. So you strap into this support belt system and you can run in your VR game. You can pick up things, you can shoot at things, and you never have to worry about the fact that you're actually in your living room. So it is compatible with all major gaming platforms. Probably in your basement, Jory, let's be honest. (laughs) Probably in your parents' basement. This is not something that I have (gasps) any kind of personal awareness on. I know that I once put a VR headset on and I got vertigo. Like I got motion sickness and had to sit down and like had to take like a one hour power nap. Like me and VR just do not get along. Anywho, (laughs) this product though, compatible with many gaming platforms. We love that. But I can already tell that Ariel's chomping at the bit. So Ariel, John, pitch product. What are you thinking? So basically, just to visualize this, you know, those little like trampolines that you jump on the mini ones at the gym. It basically looks like that. Yes, it looks like an aerobic trampoline, Mm -hmm. but with a little bar in the front and then a little belt that connects to it, which basically allows you to run around like a Barbie stand for humans in VR. Exactly. So like, look, this pitch came in 2013. This was 10 years ago. Like we have to remember, Fair enough. this is way before we had body tracker sensors for VR. My biggest problem with this is one, they're definitely overvaluating themselves. I know just because you provide technology does not mean that you have to go for the highest valuation. Second piece, price point, actually pretty good for VR, like hardware and technology. $500 is pretty feasible. I think their audience was off. This should not be a direct-to-consumer product. I see this being something that would serve really well in arcades or, you know, potentially like schools or like more of like working within the industry as opposed to the D2C component. And I think the last piece that, you know, was really important to consider here too is the fact that they leaned into having the Oculus Rift be a part of it Mm -hmm. and having to rely entirely on another company for future development of the actual hardware that they're selling, which is just very challenging overall. So I think it's a matter of just a little bit too early timing-wise, very clunky from a gamer experience. And I think just the fact that you have to rely solely on another company for your own success poses some very serious problems. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they call that platform risk, right? It can be really hard to be a company that is built on top of another platform. You need a company that is like really committed to platform is never going to say, hey, look, we want to get into that business and just take your market share because, you know, as the platform, it's not that hard for them to do it. 
So that's one thing is just there's big platform risk with this company. The other thing to your point, Ariel, is like, it's hard enough to time the VR market, never mind to time the VR accessory market. Yeah. Like people are going to get VR headsets and that's going to be a big cash outlay for them. Whenever people do finally get VR headsets, I mean, we are 10 years later and Apple has finally launched their like haloed VR headset and has already cut forecast of sales because no one's going to buy it. You're still early on VR. It's not for gaming, though, Mark I'd argue. bet the entire Facebook company on the metaverse in VR, and he's unwinding it all. Like, Quietly I don't know if he'll change the name of the company it. back. <laughs> but again, the metaverse was not meant to be for gaming and entertainment. I think in Suck's mind, it was meant more for, like, having, like, meetings and, like, connecting with people. There's a difference between, like, escaping in a game versus leveraging VR to connect with people. Do you have a VR headset? I do not. <laughs> Interesting. I've used the Oculus Rift though. I've gone to like museums where they have like that digital component so you can wear like the VR set and like see your surroundings and stuff. So like I love when it's a part of like an immersive experience. And how much do you game? How many colors of video game controller do you have? (laughs) You remember. Four. Four colors of video game, (laughs) but no VR headset. You're a massive gamer. So you're like a huge gamer and you don't have a VR headset. Huh. When it comes to VR games, technology-wise, we're not there yet from like a computational standpoint to be able to have the same level of like graphics. I totally agree. We're just not there. The timing of the market is still off. It's 10 years later. Right. So they're building on another company's platform, number one. Mm-hmm. That's super tough to get right. They're also trying to time some new wave of tech adoption that turns out is going to be very, very hard to time. And they want a huge valuation with no product market fit yet. Yeah. All three of those things make it pretty uninvestable from my perspective. They're a little too early. And that makes it especially hard for Shark Tank. Shark Tank tends to be designed for cash flow generating businesses, Mm -hmm. just good old businesses that need working capital and produce cash, Mm -hmm. not long-term return technology investments where more likely than not, most of them will fail. A few of them will really succeed and they'll succeed really dramatically. And that'll give like great payoffs to the overall portfolio of investment. It seems like if this was going to be so aligned with Oculus, do you think that these founders were hoping to be acquired rather than continuing to push their own product? I didn't get that vibe. Okay. I think they were really set on believing that gamers would find benefit and utilize this to enhance their gaming currently. But I don't see it as being like, hey, we just want to sell this. Yeah. And the only reason Oculus would buy them would be to bundle it with the product. Like it's hard enough to sell headsets. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to be able to sell headsets and track pads and, and with, shoes mm-hmm. to and go shoes with it. Yeah. Special like, non-friction suits. There's so many barriers <laughs> yeah. to this product. It's tough. It's super cool though. Yeah. It's hard to see innovation get stuck with a capital crunch, but this one is pretty non-commercializable right now. I think the sharks saw that too. I was not a fan of like all the sharks comments throughout this. They were very typecast for gamers. They definitely were very stereotypical notions of who that audience is. Yeah, definitely some heavy stereotyping going on. I was not a fan. But also, again, this is 10 years ago. I do think the narrative around who video games and for what reasons like has changed a bit. But, you know, we talk about this being really niche. It's not like this product was like coming into the Shark Tank with nothing, right? Like they had raised 1.1 million on Kickstarter, like sold 3,000 units. So there was clearly some interest in the gaming community. Just it's an early adopter community, an early adopter product. And it's such a clunky piece. There were some games at that time, like Dance Dance Revolution, where you plug in like the dance pad at home. So like there were options on the market, but you didn't need to have special socks or anything to use a DDR pad. Like Mm -hmm. it was a lower barrier of entry. As we've been hinting at though, the Sharks weren't so sold on this product. They were seeing it as too much of a risk, as like a sub-segment of a fuller product range with no plan of growth. Ultimately, 
no offers and no deals were made for the Omni. Womp womp. Mm. It didn't get good traction. (laughs) So after the tank, once the Oculus was acquired by Facebook, Uh. Mark Cuban did invest in this company. Hmm. At least Mark was like, is this even like a growing space? And I think once Facebook was like, absolutely, Mark was like, all right, this makes sense for me to invest in. So they very much are still a company. So they can be found at Dave and Buster's Sky Zone and the Extreme Action Park. So you were so right. right. Yes. I was right. (laughs) And like they have definitely found long-term success rather than D to C going like a B to B. (laughs) Still a company and their annual revenue is up at $9 million a year. So there is demand for it. I don't think it's like the largest market, but very much companies still making money. We love to see it. Today's episode was written and produced by the mythical Matthew Brown. Additional support comes from Melanie Romero and editing from Robert Hartwig. If you're a fan of the show, meh, even if you're not a fan of the show, tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best way to support the show. That does it for me. We'll see you next episode here in the tank for another bite.